Hey y'all, if you're interested in starting a podcast, listen up. Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easy and then you can distribute it everywhere. That's what me and Jojo use. And it's all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters and here's how it works. It lets you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating it today. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money with ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's free. It's free 99. So go ahead and get started. Welcome to another episode of Let's Chat Podcast, y'all. I am your host, Jojo. And I'm Tyra. Don't get to it. If I got to open, baby, you got to you gotta lay down. A- Yo, she be trying to catch me <laughs> off guard. All right. Okay, so this episode is going to be about breakups and heartbreak. Um, and a little bit about like mental illness as well. Um, and we're going to share our experiences. And yeah, who wants to go first? Not me. Um, well, to start, we know that you do all the breaking up. No, but so, I don't want to go first. You could go first. Um. Oh, yeah, that's no problem. I'm just saying. Yeah, I know. But maybe we need to see someone's perspective when they're the one breaking up with people. So when <laughs> was your first heartbreak? Ooh. Um, damn. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good five, six years ago. So what was that? I was like 22. Uh-huh. I think I just turned 22. And Mm -hmm. the person that I was in a relationship with was like a good three, four years. And I kind of knew that it was coming. It was with the it was with the female, obviously. Um, And it was not mutual at all. She. Yeah. So I did not want to break up. That was not my idea. It's not where I saw this heading. But a part of me kind of knew that it was going to happen. Mm -hmm. Like. I don't know what it is, but I just kind of knew that the day was going to come. I was just hoping and fighting that it didn't. So I there were like signs leading up to the breakup. Like we used to share locations and um, we would like be on the phone all the time or. Pause. Sh- How do you feel about sharing locations? I posted a TikTok, right, where it was like. It was like a little beat, and then it said, why not? And then I said, um, like, when couples don't share their location, like, why don't you share your location? And a lot of the comments were like, that's weird. That's so weird. Um, I feel like it's weird if you let it be weird. Um, We share our location, um, and we literally only look at it when we're like driving long distances and we're not together or like she gets out of work um around like 6 a.m working overnight and sometimes in the morning i'll check it just to make sure that she didn't fall asleep on the way here because working overnight you're tired so it really is about safety reasons but people in the comments were like no you're psycho like you're psycho um and i think you're you're psycho if you believe that you're gonna be checking it every five minutes and we're not like that like i have no reason to do that to you and i have no reason to like not trust you so um i feel like everybody's purpose for it is different yeah like some people actually want that location sharing to to be weird yeah Yeah. to be on your shit and Mm -hmm. check where you're at and i mean listen if you're just a shady person sometimes you gotta get checked up on (laughs) um but it's like if someone's gonna cheat they're gonna cheat you can't prevent someone from cheating or like being funny and lying to you like it's gonna come it's gonna come to light one day so if i leave that phone in the car just because you have my location don't mean i'm there right don't get any ideas you tried it but yeah okay Mm -hmm. i interrupted you (laughs) um yeah i don't mind sharing location obviously you don't do it with everybody i i do it with a couple of my close friends again because like we're around the same area and i don't know it's just something you do um so i was sharing my we used to share our location facetime all the time like all types of shit and eventually towards the end like those things stopped it was like not answering or wouldn't call as much. Like if she was on a break, she would call me. 
And then it was just like, there was no more of that. Um, oh, the, I knew when the location stopped. When it said such and such, stop sharing their location with you. I knew that shit. Like, and it was right after we had went out together. Mm-hmm. So we were out together with a couple coworkers because I used to work with this person. It's always like that. Yeah. Ugh, so annoying. I used to work with them. So honestly, like I spent all of my waking time with this person. And when we weren't together, we were always in communication. So it, it's easy to notice those things. I I feel like when you're with someone all that time so we had went out with a bunch of coworkers, and then the attitude was just stank shorty was being mad weird Mm -hmm. so i was just like "Mm, i don't know i kind of have a feeling like why are you being fucking weird and right after that it said shorty stopped sharing her location with me and i was like "Ooh, this bitch is mm, it's, it's coming like and i forget how it happened but she did end up breaking up with me and it was like her reasons were never like just a a direct reason it every time it changed like the the explanation to why we broke up changed it was like oh initially it was like i need to i need to get my shit together you know i need to be um better mentally and and figure out what it is that I want to do so I can help carry this relationship too so I can be better for you mm-hmm. and then you know five days later it was oh well you know you're gaining weight oh um that's crazy. you know I, I'm fucking with somebody else like and it, mm-hmm. and it never came out that she was fucking with somebody else I knew I ended up finding out like things were leading up to one one another and I was just like wow. So, so she so after she broke up with you, she told you like you're gaining weight and then you realized she was dating someone else? Yeah, like those were one of the excuses. It was like, "Oh, we argue too much. Oh, you're you're gaining weight. Oh, um I just I just need to get my shit together. Oh, we're not happy or just bunch of excuses." But and I used to work with the girls, so we we still kept certain contact. Like, I had to see her at work every day, and then it was like, I still would text her here and there because I'm still trying to figure out why the fuck we broke up. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it was like three weeks after we broke up, we were texting, and she was telling me, um, what the fuck did she tell me? She was like, I was like, what did you do? Like, what'd you do yesterday? Some Some shit like that. And she was like, oh, I was at such and such crib. Like, I slept over um, a friend's house. And how I knew it was weird was because I knew all her friends. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to say you slept over a friend's house, you're going to be like, oh, I, ste- I slept over Stephanie's house. Yeah. I slept over Steve's house. Uh-huh. You're going to tell me who it was. Yeah. She didn't. She was just like, I slept over a friend's house. Yeah. What's the secrecy? <laughs> Fucking weird. Red flag yeah, for me. what's the secrecy? So I was like, all right. Uh, who's the friend? And she was like, you don't know them. Uh-huh. Not a him, not a her. You don't know them. Uh-huh. And then she came out, I forget after that, but she came out and was like, uh, I'm going to be real with you. I've been talking to somebody. <laughs> what? And it actually happened to be, Cause she had got a second job. She was working at Victoria's Secret and I already knew I had a feeling. I was like, wow, am I going to have to worry about this job? And she was like, no. And I ended up something, it ended up being a fucking problem because she met someone over there. Yeah. So she started fucking with like her manager or whoever the fuck it was. Uh And I had intuition. I already fucking knew. Uh So I was like, wow. So you broke up with me because you wanted to fuck with another shorty. And you should have said that. Right. That's all you had to say. You don't have to lie and say that you got to get your shit together. Correct. That's my thing. Just say that. If you want to... Mind you, this girl was... I was the first girl she had ever fucked with. Uh Uh-huh. So if you want to go and experience, you know, more of your fucking sexuality, go for it. You want to go fuck with other shorties, say that. But don't go trying to break up and take that break so you can go do what you got to do and then decide if you want to come back. Right. Uh-uh. yeah that's a no-no right so i was like wow mm-hmm. i feel like i kind of fucking knew that mm-hmm. and those are just things you got to recognize 
Like it's 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 not that hard to know when someone is just like falling off. Mm-hmm. But just recognize the signs. So that was that, and then I don't really know where. How we're long there. did it take you to get over that breakup? A good year and a half to two years. Oh my goodness! But you guys were dating for a long time, right? Yeah, we were dating for a while. How long? About three, four years. Mm-hmm. So that when that ended and like we had a, cu- a few breaks in between mm-hmm. but then when it actually f- was done we still kept in contact with one another and it was still kind of like an on and off on and off like mm-hmm. she kept giving hope and i was taking what i what i could get yeah and then i just at some point was like yeah this, this shit ain't gonna happen mm-hmm. and then she ended up in another relationship and yeah. it, a lot of weird shit happened do you feel like that breakup changed you, but like broke you, but changed you for the better? Oh, baby, that shit broke me and I built me the fuck up. She glowed up. She I got, she got the fuck a whole up. sleeve tattoo after that. A brand new person. Oh, I mean, it wasn't after that. I didn't go get tatted because I didn't have a shorty anymore. Uh, people do no, that. No, no baby. No I had already had um mm-hmm. a tattoo before I met her. Um, she was actually really tatted, half of which I paid for. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. But after that, I, I uh, initially I didn't get tatted because of the jobs that I was going for. Oh, yeah. But after that, it was like I, right. yeah. But yeah, I, it broke me. Mm-hmm. It took a big, big hit on me, and because that's your first heartbreak. Mm-hmm. So for me, that was my first heartbreak. Um. So it took me a really long time to to, to get through. There's light at the end of the tunnel. Mm-hmm. That's if there's anything I, I to share is there's light at the end of the tunnel. Be patient. Mm-hmm. So please tell me your shop story. <laughs> oh my gosh! This heartbreak. All right, so yes. I'll briefly talk about the first heartbreak that I thought was a heartbreak, but it really wasn't a heartbreak. Um, so it was like my first relationship with the guy I was like 18 Um, we were dating for two years in college biggest mistake I've ever made dating someone while I was in college I should have been single anyways (laughs) Um, I ended up breaking up with him but it was kind of like he was giving me the go-to like he was being an asshole and he was doing it's like what I said before like people start acting like assholes so you can break up with them Mm. and it was an unhealthy relationship like he was a narcissist and he was <laughs> verbally abusive and he would call me names and i dealt with that for so long and then at the end i was just like you're not even trying to be like a good boyfriend like the fact that i told you the story we went to Val- we went on a date to valentine's day and he didn't want to go on the date but the year before that the year before that we didn't do anything so i was like oh this year like i want to go out on valentine's day like, call me cliche, call me whatever. You don't need to celebrate Valentine's Day, but I wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanted to, like, get dressed up. <laughs> and I even told him, like, if you don't want to, like, go out to eat, like, we could just eat at home. But, like, you know, let's just have, like, a little dinner day. He wasn't yeah. even trying to do that. So, I, whatever. Not we went to the though. restaurant. I drove. I picked him up. And he showed up in sweats. Oh, and I'm over here with a fur jacket, like, looking... <laughs> Real cute. We got to the hibachi restaurant. Um, everyone's like in their little couples, whatever. And I ended up paying for the date too. Hibachi. I'm like, so you look, you you show up looking like that, and then you also don't even want to go half. You want me to pay for the whole date? Put that shit on my credit card. <laughs> um, and then like, like I said, it was just like the relationship was blah, and I could have worked on it, but I feel like he wasn't trying to work on it. Yeah. And honestly, I was just like, I don't want to be in a relationship with someone who is like this. Like, he had a lot of issues internally that he wasn't trying to solve. Mm -hmm. So after that, I was like, I'm never going to find someone who's like at his level. Like, we were were a cute couple. Like, everyone would gas us and stuff. And like, we had the same goals. So there was a lot of good qualities about him. But... He just wasn't it. So after that, I was like, yeah, I'm going to just be single for some time. <laughs> and I was single for the rest of my college um, years. Saudi. And 
And then after that, I went to grad school. And then that's when I had like my first heartbreak. And it was with a girl. And I initiated the breakup, but it ended up being like a mutual breakup. Like she didn't want to break up, but then she wanted to break up. And the reason why is because that was another unhealthy relationship. And she had like some mental health issues. Um, I don't want to be specific, but it was very exhausting. Um, and she she was the type of person where she had bad relationships with everyone in her family, like with her parents, with her siblings. And it was like all of her relationships were just so toxic and obviously would take a toll on her on top of her mental health. Mm -hmm. And I was always there to support her like mentally. And I would talk to her and hear her out. And I initiated. I said, listen, maybe you should like try going to therapy. Um, I think it'll really help. And then she ended up going to therapy and she found out that she suffers from multiple um, mental illnesses like bipolar multiple personality depression it was like a number of things to the point where she was put like on medication no shame on that but you start acting different when you're on medication like sometimes it's not the best solution either you're like super blah or you're like super hyper I don't know so that also affected her um and then they had to um give her different doses so I was there throughout the whole time that this was happening obviously it was it was part of relationship like I'm not just gonna walk out because you found you out yeah, yeah like I see that just as a physical thing like if you fall and break your you break your arm I'm not gonna leave you because your arm's <laughs> right. broken like right so um, it was very exhausting like I said and um, I feel like there was always like little arguments. And then that's when I knew that the relationship was going downhill. And I had a lot on my plate. I had two jobs, well, actually three jobs. Um, and then I was also going to school because as a first generation student, if anyone's listening, you know that you don't have, you know, the privilege of going to school and just doing that. Like, no, I have to go to school and I have to work to pay bills like my car my cell phone bill like there was a lot of things I had to pay for and my parents couldn't like help me with that so she didn't seem to understand that like um if I wouldn't respond to her while I was working it was a problem and I'm like yo I'm working and I'm at meetings most of the time so I can't be on my phone so it was like little arguments like that and then she had a lot of like friends and some of them were gay and I remember she had told me that one of her friends like made a move made a move on her. So it was just like a lot of like little little things that would turn into like really big, big arguments. Yeah. Like I'm talking about like verbal abuse. You had probable cause. Yeah. <laughs> verbal abuse, physical abuse. And I was like, oh, this is a pattern. Like I seem to attract these type of people. And she would bring a person out of me that I didn't even recognize. Like I'm such a chill person. If you haven't noticed from the podcast, like I could be super well, she chill. Will turn up on that. Ass. Yeah, but if you, if you like touch my buttons, like I'm really, really gonna get a little crazy. Like it's like it's it's like just don't mess with me. Um, so it was to the point where I didn't even recognize myself. I was like. Why am I why am I acting like this? Like, why am I so emotional? Why am I so angry? Like, is this how relationships are supposed to be? Like, and it was like my first female relationship. So I was like, but I really like this person. So like, I don't know what to do. Um, we will go on vacations, vacations will be ruined. We will get into arguments. Like, it was tragic. Like, it, we couldn't have a simple day like without arguing about shit. And then on top of that, like I said, I had so many jobs and school on my plate. Um, and it was just confusing to me because out of all the relationships that I've had, this one felt like real. Like with the guys, it was like, uh, like this one was like way different. It was like she does things for me that other guys wouldn't even think about. Um, and obviously it's a female, so it's a whole different type of emotional connection. Um but yeah, and then 
so I initiated the breakup and then we broke up like a hundred times, like so toxic. And then it was mutual. But the reason why it was mutual was because she low-key started dating someone that I had a problem with that I that I would tell her, like, listen, listen, I see something and I don't like it. Like, I feel like you guys are a little bit more than friends, don't you think? And then she would be like, you're crazy. <laughs> How do yeah. you sound? No, that's just my friend. I'm like... I understand that, but there has to be like you, there has to be certain boundaries, and like she would buy this friend expensive things that I remember when we met, she would buy me exp- expensive things, and like just go out of her way for this girl, and I'm like, and it was a straight girl, straight, and I'm like, you're doing a Starting lot of things for sense. this new friend. I'm like, that's crazy. She even bought her like concert tickets oh. uh, to see this famous artist or whatever, and I was like. A new friend? You have <laughs> concert tickets? I was like, okay. So it's like, tickets. I'm not allowed to get mad over these things. Okay, whatever. So number of issues. She will have sleepovers with this girl. And I'm supposed to be okay with that? <laughs> I'm getting mad just thinking about it. Um, And then at that time, I also had like a friendship breakup. So I feel like I just had so much going on and I had to go to therapy. But I didn't have health insurance. So I had to um, go to this therapy called Open Path. And they have like online sessions as well as in person. And I found like a therapist there. And what's cool about it is that you can actually um, specify what type of therapist you want. If you want them to be um, Latinx, if you want them to be black, if you want them to be like LGBTQ, you can filter it and find like therapists around you that fit that category. Um, so I wanted to talk to someone who looked like me. Um, and it was really helpful. Like in the first session, it was like an hour long and I cried and I'm like, I was not going to cry. And then I cried, but whatever. Um, super cheap like it goes from $30 to $60 per session and usually um therapy sessions are like $120 or whatever for just one hour um so she charged me like $60 and I loved it I feel like it helped me so much with like my relationships and just with my jobs like I was in a very toxic environment at work which really affected my mental health um why did you choose to go to therapy? Because I felt like nobody really, I couldn't talk to nobody. Like I, like I said, I was having like a friendship breakup. She didn't really, she was never there to support me. And, I, and like she didn't really understand that I was now dating females. Like it was like weird for her, I guess. Um, and I just couldn't take it anymore. I was like, yeah, I got to talk to someone who really can like calm me down and give me like their perspective without knowing me personally because that's the thing about therapy like it's like they talk to you and they don't know you personally they it's it's so different than talking to a friend because if you talk to your friend about your issues they're gonna tell you what they like what you want to hear yeah they're not gonna tell you the real real i mean i'm the type of friend that tells you the real real but sometimes you just want like an outside perspective and i feel like everyone should go to therapy at least once in their life when they really feel like they need to talk to someone. And I was severely depressed. <laughs> like, not No joke. I, I would cry all the time for no reason. And I was like, this isn't normal. Like, I shouldn't be crying all the time. Yeah. And then I still wasn't out. So that was like another, like, my anxiety was like out of the roof. Because I was like, I'm not even out. Like, this that also affected my relationship. The fact that I couldn't really show her out um and then my parents didn't know so it was like i knew that my parents knew that something was wrong with me but they didn't know what it was like i can't talk to you about this because you, you don't even you know. don't even know <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it was like it was weird yeah. because i'm like it's very hard to do that by yourself mm-hmm. and like i said you have friends but sometimes you just get tired of telling your friends like I don't know. I feel like I don't like bothering people. Same. So it's like I just kept it inside. And then I lived alone too. And like I had and after that, like I got a really good job. I lived alone. Me and her, me and the girl were How done. How long ago was that? What? That. What? Like me? 
that whole <laughs> ordeal. That was in 2000 and when I graduated. Well, that was in 2000. That was like right like before the pandemic. Like right before the pandemic. So about 1920. Yeah. And, you know, the Fairly pand- more recent for you. Yeah. The pandemic came. So then after that, work actually started getting less crazy because we didn't need to be there in person. So my main focus was just getting like a new job. And then I got the new job. I was like, bet like a whole different like environment, a whole different field. The job was perfect. So I thought, um, <laughs> got my new place. I was like, I'm chilling. Like I'm not in the same environment anymore. I'm not dating that girl anymore. We're, we're done. But I was still going to therapy because I felt like I still needed it. Um, and I was talking to like another girl, but it wasn't that serious. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just, I still felt sad. Like I, I would tell my therapist, like, I don't know what it is. Like, I feel like I have everything that I want, but I still feel weird and sad. Did you ever figure out why? Cause I was not, I guess I was not over it. Yeah. And then, I, and then she, she made me like write a list of the red flags that I ignore <laughs> and I still have them in my notes. And what I liked about this therapist is that she would, um, every week she'll give me homework. So I had to literally like do things before I had therapy. Like she would be like, okay, you need to set these boundaries with this person. Next time we talk, I want to know what you told them to set those boundaries. I can't go to therapy and be like, yeah, I didn't set those boundaries. It's a waste of my time and my money. Yeah. So it, it kind of pushed me to really like set those boundaries with people and just like, I don't know. But yeah, during that time, I just, I started spending more time alone because I was like, I need to learn what it's like to be alone because me and this person were always together. So I was like going to the park by myself, going to the beach, going out to eat all by myself. Like I was like, I don't care how old was I, I was like 24 or something like that so pretty old but it's like i guess it doesn't really matter your age i remember when i would like leave my parents house i would visit my family all the time even though i lived alone and i always wanted to tell them and i couldn't and then i would just leave drive and then cry in my car and just drive away (laughs) at least you got to leave though oh yeah like i didn't i know i lived at home still Mm -hmm. and my room was right next to my mom's house like not a hallway away Mm -hmm. or it's literally like all i had to do was take one step to the right and i'd be in her room Mm -hmm. so and i used to work with her that was the other thing like i used to work with my mom Mm -hmm. and my mom was is like the main person who like like during my breakup, my mood completely changed. Like everyone everything. knows something. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That's like people can just tell off your energy, mm-hmm. off your vibe, and like I'm very uh, like lively person. Mm-hmm. So when I'm just like not lively and quiet, like I just used to be so quiet. I I wouldn't talk, and then when I did talk, I had like a tremble in my voice. Like mm-hmm. it was just like as if I was scared to talk or something. Um, but really, I used to choke up, like, because I would want to cry. Mm-hmm. So I would, like, swallow, like, my voice mm-hmm. because I didn't, because I knew if I would talk, um, I would cry. Mm-hmm. So the one thing I, I I really would try and stay away from my mom because when she knows, she knows. Mm-hmm. And the question, what's wrong, oh, I hate that sets me off. <laughs> so That's when you want to cry when someone's like, what's yeah, wrong? Nothing. Exactly. <laughs> and I knew like my mom's good for it. Uh-huh. She's good for that shit. And I'm like, if this woman asks me what is wrong, I'm going to ball out in tears. Like you're definitely going to have to get an ambulance here because <laughs> I'm going to need CPR. <laughs> so I would stay away from her and then... When I would go home, I would just walk straight past her room and I would just stay in my room for a while. Mm -hmm. But so many times, so many times that I would walk by her room and see her in her room, I would, I wanted to walk in there and just tell her everything. Mm -hmm. Because like, 
you know, she already already knew a lot of things, but that was the relationship that she didn't really know officially right. that I was in. Like she didn't know I was officially dating that girl. Mm-hmm. So I guess pretty much to her, I was I was closeted. Um, but everyone else knew. Yeah. But I just I wanted to so bad and I couldn't. I couldn't. I just didn't have the balls to. And like when I think about it now, I'm just like, wow, I would never put us in that position again because one, you only have one fucking parent. Yeah. And I feel like I took away her opportunity to be there in the time that I needed it most. You know, like everybody, not everybody, nobody wants to see their child heartbroken, but like, you know, mm-hmm. who wants to miss out on it, you know? Yeah. So I feel like I just robbed her of that experience. But. I guess it was for the better. Right. But I just, I, I, like you said, I cried a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I would sleep a lot. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't eat as much. Those urges where you wanted to text them and just be like. That's the thing. You got to block people. <laughs> like that. Even when you block them though, you like, you know, oh, you that, unblock the yeah, block. Yeah, it's like a damn joke. It's like a back and forth, yeah. like block, unblock. And block, then social unblock. media didn't help. It just made it that much more easier to like see their shit. So, you know, when you're trying to be an asshole and you purposely like show what it is that you're doing, mm-hmm. I had to unfollow her for sure. Um, because I was like, yeah, I can't see the shit that she's doing. Yeah. This, this is not, this is not it. Like yeah. at this point, I don't even care what you're doing with your free time. I just need to. Yeah, no, it's, you should not be following your ex. That's no. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. It's an ex for a reason. Yeah, but it's, it's a pain in the ass. We have mutual friends too, because it's like yeah, you kind of still always see them. Yeah. So every once in a while, it's like it's a pop up. Like oh nah. Yeah, I think it's super weird when you guys have mutual friends. Yeah. Because it's like sometimes friends pick a side you know yeah and like i feel like i always say there's always like three sides to the story it's Mm -hmm. like your side my side and then like the truth and like in my case you know how your ex said oh like i really gotta work on myself blah 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 blah." like i hate when people say that and don't mean it because Mm -hmm. in my case where i really needed to just focus on school and she needed to focus on her mental health and I also need to focus on her mental health. It sounds like I'm making up excuses. Yeah. But in reality, that's really what it was. And there was nothing else. Like, and I'm not saying that, you know, mental illnesses can like make or break a relationship. I think that if you do have that, you can have healthy relationships. Like I have anxiety all the time and I'm always like, in my head all the time but we still have like a healthy relationship it really just depends on how you deal with those issues and like it makes it harder if you don't recognize this yeah the, that, that too like things, if you though. if you're in denial about like your mental health issues that's also a problem yeah. like um but like when when you're the other person you need to be very compassionate and very patient um and very understanding that and just like realize that like they can't help this like this is literally it's their brain yeah doing these things what it is. um but it's like when they don't want to help themselves and they're like getting worse instead of getting better you kind of have to like sit back and really just like think about are we even healthy for each other like i don't know what's going on anymore yeah i feel like when like she's told me her obviously her history but it's crazy because i feel like in a way like we it was the same yeah like it was it was pretty common um the person i was dating at the time she had her own shit too she didn't have like the best family background mm-hmm. i feel like not having a decent family background can be difficult and and make relationships hard sometimes not saying for everybody but um, some of the things that I did notice between like my situation and you tell me about yours is that mm-hmm. when you don't have like that good, stable relationship with your family, you go looking for that love or that mm-hmm. attention and yeah. and um care from other people. Right. You know, so it's like it's just that much harder. You're that much harder on other people to get those things because you're not getting it at home Mm -hmm. and that really that makes it harder in the relationship because i come from a background of 
you know, caring parents and siblings that love me and mm -hmm. family that love me to where the person I was dating at the time kind of had a hard time with, you know, her parent mm -hmm. and, you know, her siblings going through things. And it was just, it was just hard. So it was like, you want to be there for that person. Mm -hmm. As she said, you know, you have compassion and, and you just have to like, I feel like you have to prove yourself more. Yeah. Because I felt like that's what I was doing was proving myself more like I do love you. I do want to be here. I am trying to help you. And right. it was just like, I can only do that for you for so long. Right. And if you can't see or do that for yourself, mm -hmm. I can't do it for you. Right. And I also feel like people who have those type of relationships with their parents where it's always chaotic they kind of seek that. So it's like if you're in a relationship with someone and things are going well, all of a sudden they want to like start drama. Like it's like, why are we starting drama? We're fine. Right. And I feel like it's because they're so used to coming from that environment where they feel like peace is like boring or like, oh, let me let me start drama mm -hmm. uh, because it's just it's too peaceful right now. Like I'm a peaceful person. I'm very chill. Like it's like. For you to, like, get me mad, you have to do, like, something really fucked up. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So, I know they probably have a different side to the story, but. Yeah. Like I Which, said, there's my side, your side, and then the yeah, truth. Yeah, everybody's entitled to their uh -huh. own opinion. And we all have different perceptions. Mm -hmm. That's just the way that it is. We all see things from different angles. So, sometimes that's what causes the beef. You know? Mm -hmm. We don't always see from the same side. Right. Um, But. It's just up to you how you want to move with that. Yeah. It took a lot of time for me to heal. Uh-huh. So um, do I regret that time that happened? No. Honestly, I think it's the best thing that ever happened to me. Mm -hmm. um, it, because it just helped me pay attention more on myself and to be more giving and more loving, caring, and all that energy that I was putting out into somebody else, I started to put into myself. And I feel like once you put that energy into yourself and know that like your self-worth and your self-love and care is so much more important than, you know, constantly giving that to someone else, mm -hmm. you are going to like never go back to mm -hmm. wanting to put into someone else yeah like you're just gonna be like you know i think i'm just good with myself yeah. like i i don't want to conform to anyone's you know perception or get into a box again for anybody like yeah so my advice is to take your time to heal mm -hmm. find the things that bring you peace get into things that you used to do um that you loved or do find new things to get into that you think you're gonna love um try the things you would tell yourself i would never do or i don't know if i would do because you really don't know until you do it right and i had ended up getting into a lot of things that i never thought i would do mm -hmm. and it, when someone tells you oh that's not you like why are you doing that like how do you know what's me Mm -hmm. If I don't even know that that's me, who are you to tell me that that's not me? Right. So I just feel like take your time healing because people don't do that. People, I feel like people uh, rather find distractions from their reality. Mm -hmm. They they find distractions, whether it's, you know, getting into alcohol, drugs, partying all the time just to escape their reality. It's not like the problems are still going to be there yeah like it's not going to go away just because you went and hit a day party for the last eight hours and slept mm -hmm. for the next six and woke up like i feel better like no like just deal with your shit because when you don't deal with your shit and you, especially if you're messing with other people like if you jump into like relations oh, with other people yeah <laughs> it's like you you drag that bad energy into yes the next relationship and then it's just not fair to the person that you're that you're dealing with yeah. because it's like you're not really giving them a, a fair opportunity mm -hmm. because you're already coming with you know shit Baggage. that you did yeah that you didn't deal with yeah so if you it is very important to learn how to be by yourself mm -hmm. that is imperative be by yourself first before you go 
and start dealing with someone else. Mm-hmm. You? Um, yeah. So I feel like a lot of the times in a breakup, people want like closure and they use that as an excuse sometimes to like connect with you again and meet up again. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like like closure is not something that you're going to get from them. That's something that you have to give yourself. Like, so you have to give yourself closure. Um, a lot of times people want to know like, why? Like, why are you breaking up with me? Why? Why? I just want to know why. Was there another person? Did I do something? You know, and, and then people start blaming themselves. And it's like, they're if they broke up with you for no reason, they're not going to give you a legit reason. So it's like, yeah. you just have to come to terms with that with yourself. Like, you need to get that closure from yourself. So contacting them all the time to, like, meet one more time to, like, get some closure even if you meet with them, you're not going to get the closure that you're looking for, like, most of the time. And I feel like people, they just make excuses, like, oh, I left my bobby pin, and I left, <laughs> you know, and I left this, I, I left my toothbrush there, like, buy a new tooth, toothbrush. I think they just do that in hopes that it'll change, like, yeah. the narrative will change, and yeah. that you would sit down and be like, all right, so let's talk about this, Um, until it's like, no, I don't want to get back with you, there's no more talking about this, like... Mm-hmm this is legit did and done right that's my opinion mm-hmm. and it'd be like that mm-hmm. well yeah and like another i guess another advice that i would give people is i remember when i was in these relationships and like we would break up i would always think to myself i'm never gonna find someone like that again like i would really think that i'm like i'm never i'm never gonna find someone like that again because Yo, the dating world out here is tragic. Like, it's ghetto out here. But, like, would you want something like that again? Like, no, what it is was it like, that... I would think about the good times. Okay. I would think about, like, all, like, and I would tell this to my therapist, and she was like, this is the problem. Your only, your memories are just giving you the good times. So yeah. she was like, so, she was like, talk to me about the good times, and then talk to me about the bad times. Yeah. And I did. And then she was like, did you notice that you had more bad times than good times like every like you you talked about so much bad times with with her and i saw that's what i had to keep reminding myself about like the bad times yeah and not the good times because i feel like our our memories just want to go back to like those good good memories sometimes so yeah the memory is a powerful thing Mm -hmm. (laughs) i feel like that's what holds people like it's the the memories of you know how it all started when it was good and the good times that were happening and then it's like we so desperately just want to forget about the bad things and it's just like let's really put it on a scale and see what does it even even out right no it does not yeah like if you're having more bad times than good times that's a red flag well i'm having a good time so am i oh all right (laughs) (laughs) All right, so number one breakup song. Come on, give it to me. Um, so I don't have a breakup song. I kind of have a breakup album. Don't know um, what it is. So <laughs> if you're into like indie, like folk music, um, there's this artist called Bonovier. Um, that's B-O-N-I-V-E-R. And he's been in songs with Kanye West. He's been in the Twilight Saga. So y'all probably heard of his songs. You don't even realize it. Right. Um, but he's such a good artist. Like I, I, I wouldn't say I'm crazy about like indie folk music, but I just love his music. And he has this song called um, "For Emma Forever Ago." And yeah, if you haven't heard his music, I would, I would check it out. If you feel like crying, yeah, right. <laughs> if you feel like crying. Right. I mean, sometimes crying is good. I know. I oh, feel I, great after crying. Oh, for sure. Sometimes I'm mad when I don't cry. <laughs> what about you? What's your go-to breakup song? Um, I have, first of all, I'm a person of feeling. So mm-hmm. I love me some R&B shit. I love to be in my feels and feel sad, even though we're, we're super happy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but for me, Figures by Jesse Reyes was like mm-hmm. the fucking anthem for the longest time. After that her. breakup, yeah. I love Jesse Reyes. That uh-huh. is literally, I've met her all of two times. Uh-huh. I, it was supposed to be a third, but fucking COVID happened. 
and that's my bitch (laughs) i can't she gives me life but figures if you have not listened to it you're welcome god bless Mm -hmm. um and not too many people know i mean maybe now they do Mm -hmm. but um uh this band it's not really a band it's just this couple who's a duo called johnny swim and they're the cutest couple ever but they're also kind of like folky Mm -hmm. um and their album i forget which one it's called all their albums are great but rescue you that shit hit different during that time that's that's literally that song pretty much talks about i can't rescue you if you don't want to do it yourself i can't do these things for you if you can't do it for yourself like you have to want it for you right and if you don't want it for you then i can't yeah like continue to drag myself for you yeah yeah (laughs) so you know johnny swim rescue you you're welcome again did you um read these quotes did you want to read these quotes she had a couple um, quotes from Instagram um, that's just... Yeah, so, so I guess some quotes from Instagram. If you haven't followed We The Urban, they post a lot of, like, real shit. And, like, some of the quotes that they had today, which is so funny that we're doing this breakup, um, is, before you knew them, you didn't. You'll be okay. There was a whole you before them. There will be a whole you after them. You are easy to love. Um, take time to get to know yourself. So when it's time to invite someone else into your space, you're secure about what you want. That one. Um, don't expect new results from going back to what hurt you. And then the last one that I really love, it says, when you stop romanticizing it to be better than what it was and start being transparent with yourself about the reality of that situation, those rose-colored glasses finally begin to change color. So that's kind of like my situation where it was like I kept thinking about the good times and it was like, no, girl, like, let's go back to the real times. <laughs> the real times, right. Um, but in our last video, if you haven't seen, it wasn't a podcast, but basically we're accepting anonymous submissions and we're going to try to go over them without making the podcast and video too long. Mm-hmm. Um, so if we didn't go over it in this video, don't worry, we will go over it um in the future um but the first question is how do i navigate through the world after discovering my sexuality like i feel like my lens of everything i was taught to worship as a little girl with marriage family structure etc has changed what do i do to continue learning more about myself now that i realize i'm not straight and that i might not even like men at all um this one i can definitely relate to this one because i feel like when i was in that discovery stage it was kind of hard to talk to people about it because most of my friends were straight and i feel like it was just it was kind of hard to build those relationships with my friends since they kind of didn't really understand um So I started doing my research and I started watching LGBTQ movies. I started following people who were LGBTQ. Um, I think I think your feed is very important. I always say this, like, don't follow people that like, I don't know, put you down, like just mute them or whatever, or just don't follow them. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I started following people that were LGBTQ and like were in like, lesbian relationships because i wanted to relate to other people um i started watching youtube videos too yeah i feel like we're in an easier time where social media is so easily accessible for us so it's like you know granted it's not for everybody but it's everywhere Mm -hmm. like like you said youtube you know everyone i'm not gonna say everyone has a computer but anyone who has a source of internet anything like you can you can find things that you know bring awareness to you about Mm -hmm. what you're trying to figure out Mm -hmm. um listening to podcasts yeah that was that's that was a big one for me yeah like some people just like to listen you know and and i feel like well that was a big thing for you um but you learn a lot listening to the shit people be talking about yeah because it kind of feels like you're like in the room with them you know yeah um reading you know different types of books and i feel like when you when you're in a world where being straight is the norm and that's all you see you kind of feel like 
lost and confused because you're like, where is where are my people? Like I f- I feel like an alien here, and I don't know if you're in college or whatever. But one thing that I recommend is joining LGBTQ um, clubs. Um, I know it sounds like corny, but I think they're very, very helpful. You get to meet new people and build new relationships and talk about these things. Um, But if you're not in college, um, I would recommend going out and going to like gay clubs and stuff. You never know who you meet out here. Mm -hmm. And maybe like be more open to go on dates and stuff, you know? Yeah. Oof, these are long. (laughs) I know, that's why I said I don't know if we're going to get through all of them. All right, so we're, yeah, I'm going to read that shorter one. Um, any advice on meeting other lesbians in South Jer- South Jersey or Philly area? Dating apps are such a hit or miss, and the neighborhood isn't what it used to be. Do you guys have any favorite spots? For starters, I don't remember if I told you this, but so God bless. Um, I, like, went on a dating app. Yeah, her? Yeah. Um, and I, somebody was telling me about it and was telling me, oh yeah, you know, it, it's good. Da, da, da. It's all like women on there. So I'm like, all right, let me see what this shit is about. So I, cause usually people that I mess with, are, like I try to make sure it's people that don't know people I know. Mm-hmm. Like I like to fuck with people who don't know any of my friends, none of my family members. Like honestly, all the people that I have um, messed with have you're probably the farthest, but like thirty minutes away from me in a different county, different township. Just mm-hmm. don't know anybody that I know, and I like to keep it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the time, I was like, I need some conveniency. So let's see who's around the way. Mm-hmm. So I went on there and I made a, um, an account. And it was like tragic. It was, it was, it was not at all. Yeah. First of all, it's free, but they want you to pay for a membership. So it's like an upgrade. So if you upgrade, you get all these, you know, these features that you get to use. Um, and I wasn't trying to pay. I was like... Right. First of all, Instagram is free and I've been doing very good all this time. Why am I going to go pay for that? I'm sorry, but like all these other apps like Bumble and, you know, Grindr, Grindr and all these. That's what I'm saying. For everybody else, these things were free. They do. Like, it's no problem. So it's like, why do you want to charge people? Right. So why all of a sudden, like, I'm out here trying to get on this lesbian app and it's just like, well, here's the basics. You only get about four swipes. It was probably like 20. I don't know. And it's like after that, you're you're like locked. You yeah. can't read certain messages because you didn't upgrade it or like corny, corny. So I was like, all right, I'm deleting this shit because I don't need it anyway. Um, I'm over it. Um, So, I mean, you can try a dating app if you're willing to pay. Not knocking it, but I, the, I just Let's, let's talk about it. Her was trying to contact her, trying to get... um her to you know promote the her app and she said she basically said no okay so no but it's good that she said no because she's not gonna promote something that you don't even use and, and don't like yeah it was cool like oh they reached out there uh, this was like about a year or two ago and i just wasn't feeling it because i was like i mean it it's cool and all but y- the platform wasn't really all that like i had an experience i literally only had it for two weeks and i was over it and i was like i you know i don't want to promote something that i just it just didn't even work for me like it was not beneficial at all so i kind of just let it go Mm -hmm. um however i did try to (laughs) eventually i hit him back up like hey you still need like i'm just trying to make some money at this point (laughs) but uh obviously it just knew better because i didn't really you know yeah you weren't it, interested yeah i wasn't interested so where where do you meet people well the club that we go to here what is it called again um so like you said south jersey is kind of a hit or miss we don't have too many places out here um but we're working on something mm-hmm. um so usually we go to philly we go to um woody's and voyeur so number one um <laughs> they better send me some money because i'm promoting uh i never go to just one 
I always go to one and the other because it's a good time. Um, the, but, entr- the entrance fee is ridiculous. Though. Yeah, it, it got a little expensive ridiculous. now, which makes me not want to go. Uh-huh. But it used to be cheaper. Um, but Woody's and Voyeur, good time. It's for everybody. It's not just um, specifically for lesbians or mm-hmm. specifically for gay men and queer people. Um, it is, however, mostly a queer environment. Um, and I believe it's in the neighborhood. Yeah, and it has multiple floors. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, it's a little ratchet too. Yeah, it could so get ratchet. But like, I feel like on that. some floors it's like chill if you don't really want to get ratchet like yeah. that. Yeah. So um, that's really just where I go when we go to Philly. But again, Philly, I'm not that good with Philly. Like, you know, I feel like that's people know the spots that are from Philly and that know Philly well. Yeah. But um, those are kind of the only spots that I know um so i i don't know yeah we need to find a favorite spot yeah that's like more chill maybe like a bar and not yeah yeah and not over the bridge i don't want to pay five dollars to go over the bridge every time and then it's just not it so south Mm -hmm. jersey needs to do a little bit better and and we're gonna see what we can do about that because we do need more queer spaces for sure yeah north jersey has all the spots all right but we're not in (laughs) (laughs) we are not so Um, you know stick it to instagram i guess yeah you know just everything tiktok you'll find them on tiktok any any social platform we've been on tiktok basically Um, Mm -hmm. i mean now tiktok i feel like is oversaturated but you never know yeah and like who cares if you gotta take a flight yeah then you gotta take the flight (laughs) <laughs> i mean i'm always here for a good time yeah i hear so. so many stories about people you know meeting and way different i i states. used to go to cali a lot mm-hmm. when my best friend was stationed out there and i met a lot of people out there too so you know at one point i was i was international i still kind of oh, miss christ <laughs> <laughs> um you want to read that one or i feel like we have time for like one more all right let it rip all right um, last one all right. It says, first of all, your podcast is amazing. Thank you. Um, it says, I'm a 20-year-old bisexual girl, and I'm femme presenting. I usually do not have any trouble getting with men, but it seems almost impossible to get with girls. I've tried everything from talking to people in person to dating apps, but I can't seem to find other queer girls who would want to date me. Do you have any advice on pursuing girls for those who are femme? <clears throat> um, we talked a little bit about this in our last video. Exactly. But we talked what- about this. When you're femme presenting, you really have to make, like, the first move. Um, And, yeah, it's so easy for guys to come up to me rather than girls. Because when I go out, I'm femme presenting. Rarely ever am I wearing, like, cargos and sneakers when we go to the club. Like, usually I like to, like, look femme. But I would, I mean, I would definitely recommend making the first move. Um, when you're femme presenting, like, you know, people don't know. And just because you're at a gay club doesn't mean anything because there's so many straight people that go to gay clubs now. Like, Very true. You know? um, Very true. And, like, try dating apps because, I mean, we, um, yeah, we just talked about how tragic it can be to be, you know, using dating apps. But you really never know. And apparently... Everything's a hit or miss. No. And apparently people are using Bumble BFF to find girls. Usually Bumble BFF is to find like female friends. <laughs> like just friends. But now... People, people will are, make anything into a dating app. <laughs> people are using Bumble BFF to find like girls to date. So you never know. Yeah. Uh, but I think you have to like make it known that you're on this app to find like a lover yeah. not a bestie Listen, um, it's okay to be shy but yeah sometimes you gotta put yourself out there a little bit yeah you know and i know you're not 21 yet but once you do turn 21 i feel like you're gonna have a lot of options because these bars be full of girls be- <laughs> beautiful girls so yeah i'm sure that once you get to that stage it'll be easier um because it's like if you don't meet them at the club and you guys don't have mutual friends where are you gonna meet them i mean i guess in school like if you're in in college um try like joining those clubs and stuff or like just any club at all man it'd be the sports oh yeah sports that but girls be swimming in sports a lot of people don't i mean a lot of people if you didn't start sports in high school you're not gonna do it in college yeah 
Yeah. But yeah. you just gotta. I don't. I'm not saying you gotta play, but yeah. you can make friends with. You know, that's be true. a mascot. Who, like, I you, don't know. You, be the water girl. Yeah. Start going to those games. Yeah. You know, <laughs> shit. If guys can do it. Why can't we? Right. So, that pretty much concludes our family meeting. Mm-hmm. And our heartfelt breakup stories. Um, I don't think it was that heartfelt, but I think I think it was. Mm. I mean, I think it was. <laughs> mm, you're a tough cookie. I am. Anyway, that was fun. Uh, if you guys ha- have any other questions, comments, concerns, all of the above, uh, go ahead and go to the link in our bio on our Instagram. We still have that uh, Google form where we take all those questions, comments, and concerns mm-hmm. um, that are anonymous unless you want to be known. Yeah. Uh, there is a, a spot in there where you can put your email. Yeah. If you want us to just email you back because sometimes these videos take some time. So we don't get to all these questions directly. Yeah. So I'm sorry. We're doing our best. Uh, we're only two people. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. That's all I got. Well, thank you so much for listening. Um, Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Um, You guys have been giving us a lot of support, and we really appreciate it. Um, We're almost at 1,000 subscribers, so it's super exciting. (laughs) Um, But, yeah. Have a good night, y'all. Deuce, deuce, mother goose. Bye.